Happy New Year. Thank you. I hope you, you sound very sincere when you say that. All right. I hope that if you stayed up late, you're not tired. We won't be long this morning. Uh, in the church circles, it's kind of a, a standing joke that the week after Christmas and the week after Easter is usually when the assistant pastor or the youth pastor get to preach in church, right? So this, I am your fill-in today. And then uh, Pastor Yolens actually has a family wedding next week in uh, the Ottawa area. So Pastor Levi will be preaching next week. The only difference around here is I preached my first sermon the same year Pastor Yeomans was born. So I figured that, so I think we, got, uh, we should be all right this morning. It'd be way better than it was last week, I'll tell you that much, right? <laughs> no. So I'll give you a message today from God's Word. Uh, excited to be here. Good to have you with us. Good to have some special guests with us today. We have uh, John and Becky are here with us, Hernandez. Uh, John is, uh, serves in the military in the United States. We appreciate your service. And uh, he came back. He's been in Iraq and Kuwait. Now is going to be in North America for a, hopefully for a long time now. So welcome, uh, John and Becky. Uh, just newly married and uh, starting, still figuring uh, the uh, immigration and stuff out. We have a U.S. and Canadian. We know how that works out. We have several of those couples uh, here, so you pray for them. Good to have them with us. Also good to have Pastor Sadler with us here. And Pastor Sadler has been faithful in the Bible ministry for many, many years. And so we appreciate having him in our service. This is Lori's dad. If you haven't met uh, Joe and Lori, this is uh, Lori's dad, which would be Haley's mom's, would be Haley's grandfather. Let's make it say that. Haley Stevenson's grandfather, right? And so good to have him. I'd like to recognize uh, those who serve in our military and those who serve in the ministry. And, and those are, uh, we appreciate those who give their life for the Bible ministry. And so we appreciate having him here with us as well today. Of course, you know, having Pastor Stone uh, and with us all the time, we appreciate that when he's around. Uh, he'll be hitting the road, running here in the new year, off and running. So uh, how many weeks are you gone in the new year? Only 48 out of 52, so not too bad. So he's a busy man. Uh, four weeks of vacation, that works out just right. Perfect. All right, all right perfect. So pray, pray for Pastor Stone as he travels. I know they always try to work those things out, but pray for them. Uh, lots on the horizon. thing about being here on January 1st, if you haven't realized this, in 2023, there are 53 Sundays, which means we have one more week to straighten you guys out this year. So... Uh, <laughs> And uh, one more week to take an offering, one more week to all those things that we like to do around here. We got one extra Sunday, all right? So we got 53, and so we'll start out today here in Acts chapter 3. What comes to your mind when we think of 2023? I asked today as people came in, did you stay up to midnight? I kept asking that question, did you stay up to midnight? And most of you did not. Uh, I had heard bedtimes anywhere from uh, 6 p.m. <laughs> to 2 a.m., all right? So anywhere in between is when everybody went to sleep that I, that I talked to. 6 p.m. was the earliest, and uh, 2 a.m. was the latest, all right? I was somewhere in the middle there. I stayed up every year till midnight. I don't know why. It's just we've done that. I wasn't going to last night, but there was a good football game on. So I stayed up and watched the football game, and my team lost at the very end. So then I was crying myself to sleep at night anyway, so... Uh, stayed up till midnight again, bringing the new year. What do you think of when 2023 comes to mind? What comes to your mind? Uh, is there excitement? Is there uh, enthusiasm? Uh, several people have some big things on the horizon in 2023. We've welcomed two babies uh, in the last week, but we have th three or four more coming in the next few months. And so there are parents who are expecting 
uh, babies, and so they look at with great expectation to 2023. We have several weddings on the calendar for this year already. Uh, three that I know of, we have one in May, one in June, and one in August, and so we have uh, those weddings already scheduled, so I'm sure there's plenty going on. I got an invitation already to one of the weddings that are coming up, so people are, are planning this great expectation uh, in the new year for some people. But many believe as I talk to you today, that 2023 will be just like 2022. 2023, as I asked, did you stay up to midnight? Nah, it's just another day. What's, what's the big deal? Uh, one person said, I tried that once, wasn't a big deal, so I haven't done it since. So I stayed up to midnight one time, wasn't a big deal, haven't done it since. All right? That's up to you, but what do you think of when you think of 2023? So this morning I want to speak for a few minutes just on the topic of lame expectations. Lame expectations. We're going to jump into a Bible story, a Bible narrative found here in Acts chapter 3. Two of the main characters here in this story are Peter and John, disciples. And Peter and John uh, actually were, were known to each other, fishermen back in the Galilee area, even before they followed Jesus Christ. And so they came from that Galilee area. They weren't related, but they knew each other. And then they followed Jesus Christ, and they are still following Jesus Christ as we come to Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 1, these two men stood and they watched Jesus go back into heaven. Can you imagine that? Can you, do you ever try to picture those things? I know Pastor Stone's led many trips to Israel and they go to the Mount of Olives and you think about the events. Everywhere you go, they talk about the events that happen in those locations. I got to go uh, many years ago to Israel and I got to preach at the place where they, had, they fed the 5,000 they believe in. So I, I can still picture that in my mind as I stood there and was able to preach uh, at that location. You can picture these events and, and now here's Peter and John who just in Acts chapter 1 stood and watched Jesus Go back into heaven. Acts chapter 2 comes around and we have the miracle of Pentecost and uh, Peter preaches and 3,000 people get saved. Can you imagine that? Can you just, the, the numbers, we, we say them often, but can we just imagine 3,000 people being saved? I was watching a little bit of a hockey game and I think they said in attendance that night was uh, seven or 8,000 people. 3,000 people got saved. The church went from 120 in an upper room to 3,120 in one day. So it just blows your, if you can think about those numbers. Today in the auditorium, we have just shy of 100 people. So almost what the disciples were, if you count the kids, probably a little bigger than the original crowd of the, of the New Testament church in Acts chapter 1. And it exploded to 3,120 at least in the next day at Pentecost. And, there, and Peter was there preaching, and John was there, and they saw this, and here's these two men as we roll into chapter 3. So let's pick up the story in Acts chapter 3. We'll start beginning in verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. So just let me give you some context here. The early church used the temple as a place of connection. You think about it, if we went from a, a group of 120 people, let's say that next week we had a church, all of a sudden our church expanded to 3,150 people. Where are we going to meet? Where's the church going to, how, how's that going to happen? And so the early church didn't even, they had no building. 
This is brand new. And so they went, the temple was a place of connection. In fact, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, that they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So they're in the temple connecting and they're house to house connecting and they're doing all these things to try to stay connected with gladness and singleness of heart. And so here they are, they come to the temple. The Bible says at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And so there were certain routines that were in place in their traditions to pray at certain times. And so 3 p.m. is the ninth hour. So here comes Peter and John as their custom kind of was and, and their, the traditions are kind of changing now as the New Testament church takes hold and they go to the temple at 3 p.m. to pray and to connect with other believers. Let's pick up in Acts chapter 3 verse number 2 and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried and he laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. Now, now we're introduced to the next person in our story. We have Peter and John, and now we have this lame man. Here's a man. He's lame from his mother's womb. He's lame from birth. He's never walked. This has been his way of life. The only thing he's ever known all his life. He was born this way. Wasn't an accident. Wasn't that he did something foolish as a teenager and he was out. I mean, how many foolish things did you do as a teenager? Think about the things that could have killed you as a teenager that you survived. And here, it's not this man's problem. He has been born this way. He's been lame from his mother's womb. Later in the story, in fact, this story really lasts between chapter 3 and almost all the way through chapter 4. We won't read all that today for time's sake. Later, it tells us that he's over 40 years old. All right, so he's over 40 years old. So he's been lame for over 40 years years. Again, we don't know all how this all worked out, but he, he's, uh, he's, his main occupation is begging. So it's easy to assume that for over at least 20 years of his life, this is how he's made his way. This is what he's done for 20 years, day after day after day after day, asking people to be generous and kind. He's a smart man. He's going to the people who are going to the temple. He's sitting by, he's got a good location. He's got a good spot. Location, location, location. And when it comes to begging, right by the temple, as people are feeling generous about going to the, to the temple, he's there begging for their generosity, begging for their alms. So probably at least 20 years of begging. Let's finish the story here for a few more verses. Verse number four. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch, that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Let's stop there for a minute. What a story. Lame 
expectations. As we look at this story, I want you to see if you can find yourself in this story. That, that's what you got to do as you read the Bible. How do you fit yourself in the story? What can you learn? What lessons can we glean from this story that God's given us here in Acts chapter 3? Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us see ourselves in the story and learn some lessons that will help us follow Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful to be together. We're thankful for the building that you have given to us, for the people who are here today. Father, I pray that you would just use the truth of your word to guide our hearts. Challenge us, encourage us this morning as we look to, forward to a new year. May we have great expectations, not lame expectations, as we look at 2023. Father, help us to see ourselves in this story. Help us to learn the lessons that you'd have us to learn, that we may be uh, truly followers of you in 2023. In your precious name we pray these things. Amen. Let's look here a few lessons from the beggar, first of all. Our main characters are the beggar and the believers. Let's look at the beggar, first of all. Number one, we see Jesus makes the difference. Right? Jesus makes the difference. We understand that we're here 2023. 2,000 years later, Jesus makes the difference. Whether you're a, a layman in Jerusalem or you're a factory worker in St. Thomas, Jesus makes the difference. And so I, I want to pass over this. What was his expectations that day? Think about this. Put yourself in the layman. He had to be carried to his place. He had to call the Uber. He had to, he had to get a ride. He had to get, well, it'd be Lyft would be better probably than Uber. He had a Lyft to, uh, to get to the place where he had to go find alms. Every day, he had to rely on other people just to get him to a place where he could beg. How many of you love to be relying on other people? My dad's here today. My dad's 87 years old. He drove here from uh, Ohio. I believe in angels. And I believe that when my dad goes on the road for seven hours, the, the angels are on overtime. And I believe he's made it here safe and sound. He's heading out tomorrow. We appreciate your prayers for him as he travels back. And, and he loves to drive. We don't like to be reliant on other people. And here this man, every day, he'd wake up and he would carry him to the gate. He'd sit at the gate till his ride came back to get him. And then he'd carry him home. That was his expectations this day. Lame, empty. Do it again and again and again. Same thing every day, reliant upon others. Hopefully just to get enough to get by. If I can just get enough uh, of begging to get by, hopefully some people are generous today and will have mercy on, and feel sorry for me today and, and feel generous today so I can make enough to take care of myself. Maybe he had a family, we don't know, and just to find enough. And that was his expectations that day. I read a story one time of a man who, who years ago worked as a ditch digger. That sounds like a great job. A ditch digger, hard manual labor. And he said this, I dig the ditch to get the money, to buy the food so I can have strength, to dig the ditch, to get the money, <laughs> right? Yeah. On the treadmill. Sometimes we feel that way. We might be digging ditches. We feel like it's just the same cycle. Press the cycle over again and over again and over again. And this man, on top of all that, was lame and begging and looking for generosity and relying upon others to get them there and take him home and many lives, many people live their lives the same way. But he was healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus makes the difference. 
Hey, folks, I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what your mindset is. I know that the holiday times are often a struggle for people. But I can tell you that no matter what your background is, no matter where you are, Jesus still makes the difference. Jesus is still the message of Bible Baptist Church. 2,000 years later, we have a building, we have pews, we have, we have, we have programs, but it doesn't matter. It's all about Jesus Christ. And today, I tell you that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, uh, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. I have no power to heal your physical ailments. I, have, I, have, I can pray for you, and we believe in the healing power of prayer, but I have no healing ability for you today. I, I can't touch you or lift you up or, or fix any, any of your problems, but I can tell you this, Jesus still makes the difference. I ask myself this question as I study. What did he know about Jesus, the lame man? He sat here for the last probably 20 years at the temple. Jesus has been on earth for the last three and a half years frequenting the temple. What do you know about Jesus? We don't know. We can just speculate. Speculation would be that Jesus visited the temple. This man was laid daily at the beautiful gate at the temple. Had Jesus passed him by at other times and saw him begging and not healed him? There, there are certainly people that Jesus did not heal, right? We understand that. There are certain, he didn't heal everybody. There's, we don't know why he healed some and why he didn't heal others, but certainly there are people that were not healed by Jesus. And some were. Had this man heard about the miracles about Jesus. Uh, my pastor, uh, Dr. Thompson, preached a message about Zacchaeus and how that he had heard and what had maybe led him to run to the sycamore tree that day, and he had heard all the miracles that Jesus had done. Had this lame man sat at the beautiful gate daydreaming of in hearing there's a, there's a prophet around. His name's Jesus. He's from Nazareth. And, and people, some people think he's a prophet. Some people think he's a freak. And we don't know what's going on. And this, this whole thing, who is this Jesus? And maybe he sat there thinking, what if Jesus could come by my way? If he could heal the blind man, could he not heal the lame man? Here I am day after day after day. Alms. Alms. Some, somebody. Somebody help me. Some, somebody give me enough to get by on. If you just be generous today, I just got to keep going until my friends come and pick me up and carry me home. And tomorrow morning, I'll come back here again. That's my expectation. And as he sat there, his expectations were lame to do the same thing over. And even when Peter and John said, hey, look at me. He looked up expecting to receive something from them. What was he expecting? Silver and gold. Hey, maybe this is a good one. Maybe these guys are really generous. Maybe we'll get, I'll get enough for two days today. Expectations were lame. But Jesus made the difference. And when they said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The name of Jesus there's power. And there's still power. We, and we'll get to the. We, we need to proclaim the name of Jesus more in 2023 than we did in 2022 because there's still lame people. There's still people hurting. There's still people that need Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you don't know Christ, if you're watching online and don't know Jesus Christ, He is the answer. He makes the difference. Oh. What lessons can we learn from the lame man? Jesus makes the difference. Number two. 
Jesus always brings joy. Wow. He went from lame to leaping in a matter of seconds. When he was up, he was up and running. He was gone, leaping and praising God. He didn't just stroll. He was walking and leaping and praising God because of the miracle. Jesus always brings joy. Many here today can see yourself in the lame man. At one time, you knew there was a time in your life where you didn't know Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ came into your life and brought you uh, a change in life, and you know Jesus makes the difference. But how many believers, listen, continue to live the lame life? How many people who know Jesus Christ have lost their joy? It's easy to do. I can tell you a million things, a million reasons why you shouldn't have joy. I can only tell you one why you should. (laughs) Jesus Christ is why we have joy. There's a lot of things in this world that I don't like, and there's a lot of things that are going on, and a lot of things that happen, and things out of my control, and it bothers me, and it hurts me, and it, and it irks me, and all those things, and I get frustrated, and I get overwhelmed. Don't you? But there's always a reason to have joy. Boy, and I've struggled with this over the last little bit. I've had some things happen. I, I find myself sitting here, and I, like, I look like my, a little lame man living the lame life, even though I'm not lame anymore. I don't know where this man was a week after this happened. I know where he wasn't, begging at the beautiful gate. (laughs) He wasn't there anymore. He was no longer living the lame life. He had met Jesus. He made a difference. He brought joy, and things changed in his life. And maybe you've lost your joy. Maybe you've lost your way. And maybe today you're living the lame life. You're not crippled by sin if you are today, you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're crippled by sin. We're all, and the good thing is, here's the good news, we were all born the same way. This man was born lame. You're born as a sinner. I was born as a sinner. I'm a sinner today by, by nature and by choice. We're all in the same boat. Jesus saved me when I was 11. Jesus can save you today. And you no longer be crippled because of sin. But many here, listen, many here in this auditorium are still crippled by fear. You're crippled by discouragement. You're crippled by... Uh, disappointment you're crippled by bitterness there's other things in your life that have creeped in crept into your life and now you're still living the lame life no joy going through the motions same thing every day hey your life is full of the same thing every day all of us are but it doesn't matter it doesn't mean we can't have joy you can still have joy if your if your life is dig ditch make money eat food have strength dig ditch that's your cycle that that's your job there can still be joy all along the way of that. With Jesus, see, Jesus makes the difference, and Jesus always brings joy. But I, I'm afraid that many Christians that, we've, that we talk to, and I'm, I'm talking to myself here, crippled by disappointment, discouragement, bitterness, fear, and I live at times a lame life with lame expectations, even though I serve a risen Savior. Shame on me, shame on me. God, deliver us from the lame life and lame expectations. Can you see yourself in the beggar? Can you see yourself as maybe today someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ and needs a Savior? He's here and he's available and we can share him with you and we gladly talk to you today at the end of the service and share Jesus Christ and the hope of salvation. I believe that here in our auditorium, week after week after week, there are people who have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. The Bible says today's the day of salvation.
We had a, a, a young man came to our church years ago, Mike Masonville. He used to make fun of Pastor Stone because Pastor Stone would say, today, today, today's the day of salvation, today. You know, that, that message hasn't changed. Today's the day of salvation. I'm glad Pastor Stone preached it, and I'm glad I get to preach it today. Today's the day of salvation. And so if you don't know Christ, if you live, look in the store and you see yourself as a lame man, born in sin, crippled by sin, and need a, need a Savior, Jesus is the answer. Jesus brings joy. And today, if you look at yourself and you see yourself in the beggar as a believer who has lost their joy and are crippled by these things, can I tell you, Jesus still makes a difference and Jesus still brings joy. You can, you can instead of getting carried out of here, you can be walking and leaping and praising God on your way. And your circumstances hasn't changed one bit. Because it's not about your circumstances. It's about understanding that Jesus makes the difference and Jesus brings joy. Can you see yourself in the beggar? All right, lessons from now the believers. Can you see yourself in Peter and John? I hope you can. I hope you look in this story and say, in this story, I want to be Peter and John. The beggar and the believers, they're crossed past today at the temple. The beggar gets carried there. Peter and John are going to, at the hour of prayer as their habit was, and their paths cross and their eyes meet and things are different. Certainly, we have something in common in the story here, don't we? You came to church. You came, we don't have a temple. You came to church. Uh, it's not the ninth hour. It's not 3 p.m. There's no service today, by the way, in the afternoon. We have a 10.30. This is our habit. This is our, this is our routine. 10.30, let's meet for what you chose to come to church today. So certainly you can see yourself as you come to the temple, as you come to the place of worship, as you come to the house of God, you can see yourself in the story. Let me ask you this question. What was your expectation when you came to church today? What was your expectation? Did you have lame expectations or great expectations? Did you come thinking, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll do our thing, and we'll go away? We, we don't leave have expectations. We just know what the routine is going to be. Pastor Levi is going to sing some songs, and, and uh, we don't know. Usually Pastor Yeomans is preaching, but hey, you get Pastor Holland today. It doesn't really matter. We got a, a preacher. We'll have a preaching. We'll, we'll have some fellowship. This is our expectations of what's going to happen. See, in our story, the man came to the temple with lame expectations, but he, something happened. He had an encounter with the Almighty. He met Jesus. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. There was, a, there was a, a, a unique encounter. And I hope today that as you come to church, there's an encounter with the Almighty. That God speaks to your heart. That God challenged. Did you expect that when you came? Did you expect that I'm going to go to church and I, I want God to speak to me. I want God to make a difference. I, I want to make a difference in this world. I'm not just going through the motion like I do 53 Sundays this year. Punching my time in, punching the, the time clock. I used to work at a factory where you actually had a clock, you know, the old-fashioned old clock where you stick in there and you punch the time and you clock out. There's no clock on our door. We're not clocking in to worship and clocking out. Sometimes it feels that way. Are we just going to go through the motions? Do we come to church with lame expectations? Or are we coming to meet with Almighty God and worship Him and learn about Jesus Christ and praise God in music and, and be part of the service and, and feel the Spirit of God moving? Is there, is there an expectation, expectation that the Spirit of God will move in our service in your heart? 
Can I say this? I believe that has less to do with what happens here as it happens to do with what happens there. See, it's not just about, I mean, I expect my pastor to pray and study and preach. I expect, and Pastor Yeomans does that every week. I expect that. But it's more about what happens here or in that chair than what happens behind this pulpit. We put way too much, way, way too much uh, impact on what the preacher didn't do this, or the preacher didn't say that, or I, I just didn't feel the music, or I just didn't. What about you? What about you? Are you ready to receive? Do you come with expectation, ready to receive something from God? I hope that you will. As you look at 2023, that as you come next week, to be expectation that I want to hear from Almighty God. I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to play games. I want to, I want to, I want to really meet with God and understand. I mean, it's, uh, there's no lightning coming down. There's no bright lights. But there's that still small voice in your heart as you come prepared listening to the voice of God. Come with great expectations as you come to the house of God. Why did Peter and John make a difference this day? Let's look at it real quick here. Number one, I think the lessons we can learn, they were spirit-filled. They were filled with the Spirit. They had, Pentecost had happened, and, and they, had, they had met with the Lord. In fact, it says later on in, in chapter 4, verse 13, that the men, the rulers, took knowledge that Peter and John had been with Jesus. There was something about them. They can say, we, we can say a lot of things about these guys. We want them to shut up. We want them to stop preaching about Jesus. This is the next day. They put them in hold for overnight, and they wanted to, to warn them and tell them to stop preaching Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Christ. And they said, but they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. They just could not argue with the fact that there was something different about Peter and John. They had been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus this week? You're so out of your routine. But, I mean, a lot of people don't know uh, what day it is between Christmas and New Year's. Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? It kind of all blends together. But did you have time with Jesus? It took knowledge that they had been spirit-filled. Are you spirit-filled? Say, how would you know? Well, the Bible is pretty clear that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. I believe these are things that you don't have to necessarily work on. They're good qualities to work on, but they're results of a person who's truly filled with the Spirit. Is your life filled with love and joy and peace? and long? Or are you living the lame life? That's the question. These men came to the temple and they made a difference in a, in a man's life because they're spirit-filled. And you're going to rub shoulders this week. Uh, most of you probably don't go back to work until maybe Tuesday. Relatives, friends, neighbors, you're rubbing shoulders all the time with people. Are you spirit-filled? Or are you the rest of the people? How many people walked by the beggar that day that knew Jesus? We don't know. But two men walked by that were spirit-filled for sure. And he made a difference in somebody's life. That's you in the story. That ought to be you in 2023 walking by and you're making a difference because you're filled with the Spirit. These men were filled with the Spirit. Number two, they, they were not caught up in just the routine. We talked about this already. They weren't just going through the routine like, okay, I, hey, i got to get going, man. The, the, it's almost the hour of prayer. And if, I, if I'm going to be late here in a few minutes, if I don't get to the house of prayer at 3 o'clock for the hour of prayer, they weren't so wrapped up in their schedule that they missed the opportunity to share Jesus Christ with somebody. 
How about you? What's 2023 going to look like? What did 2022 look like? Did you share Jesus Christ? Who did you share Jesus Christ with in 2022? Let me ask you. I don't want to know. Answer that yourself. Who did you share Jesus Christ with? Well, man, I was, I was busy in 2022. Oh, man, I had this going on and, and that going on. And, you know, look back at 2022. Was it a good year, bad year? You can analyze all those things. Let me ask you, who did you share Jesus Christ with? Are we spirit-filled or, and are we so wrapped up in our routine of on schedule, on time, that we miss the opportunity? It was their habit to go to the temple, and it's easy just to get caught up in the routines of life, isn't it? So they were spirit-filled. They weren't just caught up in the routine. Number three, and lastly, they were ready to reach out. <laughs> I like this in the stories. He, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. And he reached his hand out, and he held them up, and immediately his bones and ankles were strengthened. He reached out. Now, our theme for 2022 was reaching out. So this is so 2022 for me to say this. I know we're in 2023. But can I tell you, Reaching out is more than a theme of a church. It's a purpose of life. The day we, start, we, start, we start, start thinking of reaching out as a church theme and not a life purpose, we're in trouble. It's still your purpose, and it will be to the day you die, to reach out, to reach out, to reach out, to reach out, to reach out. The, the message is going to change. The, the, there's a new theme on the horizon. I cannot tell you. It is gonna be, no, it's going to be coming up on our, our uh, vision night. He'll share a new theme for the new year. He'll preach on that theme. That'd be great. But reaching out is still the purpose of Bible Baptist Church. And more importantly, it's the purpose of every believer. Reaching out. So, whose path will you intersect? Whose path will intersect with yours this week that you need to reach out to? That's the question. Can you see yourself in the story as you go through your routine? What's on your schedule? What do you got to do? And as you go through your schedule, as you go through your routine, you're, you're, all of a sudden, these intersections are going to happen. Here, the beggar and the believers cross paths. And good thing the believers were ready to go. Spirit-filled not a cop in the routine, and ready to reach out. As your path crosses with other people, are you ready to reach out? What are your expectations for 2023? Are you right now living the lame life, crippled by fear, disappointment, discouragement, bitterness, other things? You're, 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 you're not living in that joyful spirit that, that comes by knowing Jesus Christ. Are you ready for an encounter with the Almighty? Are you, ready to, are you coming to church expecting? Are you opening your Bible for devotions expecting to meet with God, to understand God? Do you have great expectations or lame expectations? This man came to the temple to, on, on this day with lame expectations, but walked away with a great future. And maybe today you came to church thinking this, and most of us have this attitude about New Year, that's just another year, just another day. And it really is. Until you meet Jesus. It doesn't matter if it's New Year's Day or Christmas Day or June 23rd. <laughs> when you really get a hold of Jesus and Jesus gets a hold of you, that's when things begin to change. And then you can have great expectations. Here's what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him 
that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. There is a great power above all you can ask or think. You want to talk about expectations? God can blow your expectations out of the water. It doesn't matter. He's able to above uh, anything you could ask or think according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Let me close with this. William Carey was a great missionary to the, the nation of India, known as the father of modern missions. He said this famous quote, Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. What's your expectations for this year? Let's change this. What's your expectations for tomorrow? Do you expect tomorrow to maybe rub shoulders with somebody who needs Jesus Christ? I think it's a probably good possibility that in your life tomorrow, you're going to rub shoulders or rub elbows with somebody who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Somebody who's coming off the holidays, maybe looking for something, needing something, and hurting, lonely, and, and you are the spirit-filled believer that needs to make a difference. And if you're not, maybe you're the believer who knows Jesus Christ who's still living the lame life. Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Will 2023 be full of lame expectations or great accomplishments? Well, it's really up to us and what we do with Jesus. Will we let Jesus make a difference in our life? Will we share Jesus with those? Will we reach out, be spirit-filled, and let God use us like Peter and John did? Or will we be living the lame life for another year with low, lame expectations?